in the name of the God whose loving gaze seeks us all. Amen. By faith, the people of Israel passed through the Red Sea on dry land. By faith, our Hebrew forebears hopscotched deserts, mountains, and holes in the ground. By faith, we at All Saints persevered through our summer construction, and not a single wall came tumbling down. Praise Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. In truth, many saints' tireless labors made this morning possible for their generosity and persistence and for the divine strength that upheld them. We give heartfelt thanks. It is indeed a gift to be back in this sacred space where this community of faith has known refuge and rejoicing, where the Holy One has held us through life's changes and chances. The author of today's reading from Hebrews helps us see the magnificence of this familiar place anew, a grand sanctuary that connects us to the great cloud of witnesses who through the ages dared to place their trust in God. Like the ancient heroes of our Judeo-Christian faith, we too come, just as we are, hearts brimming with celebration, hearts heavy with hidden burdens, hearts strengthened by the promise of new beginnings. In a world that races ever faster as it hurtles through time and space, here, we are grounded. Here we are called to direct our gaze toward not only the temporal, like backpacks and briefcases, but also the timeless and transcendent, where we discover the gaze of God unabashedly loving us without measure and without regret. Our stunning sanctuary windows, isn't it great to see them again? They show us some of these vibrant stories, like our passage from Hebrews has been describing over these past few weeks in our lectionary, giving us a glimpse of what it might have looked like for the saints of old to see themselves as God did. Precious, Beloved, bright with possibility. By faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. The refrain surrounds every person in our reading from Hebrews, each of them living with a faith that surpassed mere belief. The authors of Hebrews tells of their valiant exploits, but those awesome miracles did not unfold because of their personal prowess or the sheer force of steely will. Nor were they puppets in the hand of a powerful God. 
These legendary folks trusted God's enduring love for them and gave their lives over to God's reconciling mission. Such faith-filled freedom can only flow from knowing the gracious gaze of love where we see ourselves the way God sees us. Most Christian churches, including ours, are graced with figures from Scripture depicted in stained glass. In the Christian East, especially in the Orthodox Church, such saints are portrayed in Byzantine iconography. These icons serve as windows to heaven, reminding us of those who have gone before and how they are mystically present in our world. United with that great cloud of witnesses in heaven and on earth, we too encounter that loving gaze of God who sees and holds us all. I first experienced iconography in a domestic setting. A labyrinth had been set up throughout someone's home, and I donned headphones, followed the audio prompts, progressing from room to room, stopping to journal at one prayer station, lighting a candle at another. When I reached the room that housed the labyrinth's center, I was beckoned into an intimate space where an icon of Jesus rested on a soft rug. In that space outside of time, sitting in silence, gazing on that face of my Lord and Savior, I knew myself seen and known, held by the tenderest love I had ever experienced. Whether or not you have been captivated thusly, I'm sure many of you at least have noticed at some time or another the daily drawings that decorate Google's homepage. They call them doodles, and I'm not joking, Google doodles. Well, last week, a new Google Doodle caught my eye. It was a winning entry from a recent competition. The piece, drawn by a high school senior right here in Georgia, Aranza Peña Popo, was chosen from among more than 200,000 entries. Her image really struck me. It was entitled, Once You Get It, Give It Back. And whether she realized it or not, this young lady created an icon, the kind of transcendent art that engages us with timeless questions. How shall we see? Who will we celebrate? What will we be? This young artist rendered a familiar image, a mother and child, at different stages of life. A strong, confident younger woman stood in the foreground with her hands resting gently on the shoulders of an older woman who was seated. Hanging on the wall behind them, was a framed photograph of that same mother and daughter years earlier, the child held in the arms of her loving mother. Time had reversed their roles, the daughter, now the caretaker of her aging mother. But that palpable love between mother and daughter only shone stronger 
in the intervening years. Once you get love, it turns out you often know how to give it back. No matter what our families look like, we too know the formative power of love. Today's passage from Hebrews might not land like this tender icon. It's much more chaotic, dangerous, even strangely sinister in parts. But it, too, witnesses to love's transforming grace. Amid the cacophony of these intense stories stands a fascinating figure. Her presence contrasts with the forceful heroics of the others. She graces this hall of fame with a faith-filled trust that is truly audacious. Her name in the Hebrew is Rahav, and she was not born into God's tribe. A woman with a checkered reputation, Rahav was infamous in Jericho. By the time trumpet decibels bring Jericho's dense walls tumbling down, Rahav has thrown in her lot with God's people. If you want all the dirt on Rahav, you can read about it in the book of Joshua, chapter 2, and it's worth it. Hers is a suspense-filled story, a story of daring and risk and, yes, trust, that bravest form of faith. Alongside Sarah herself, Rahav is among the only two women explicitly praised in this passage from Hebrews. We heard this morning that Rahav received the Israelite spies in peace, but the word received is way too passive. The original Greek has a whole lot more color. You see, it's not just that she received them as if she was having them over for afternoon tea. Rahav is in it to win it. She becomes a clandestine operative, the key player, in fact, who ensures mission success. Rahav's courage and quick thinking wins the day and secures her place in our epistle this morning. Stationed subtly in the literary structure of this passage, between fearful Hebrew slaves fleeing to freedom through the Red Sea and fierce fighting warrior judges, kings, and prophets of Israel defeating deadly foes, Rahav stands this central provocative and peaceful figure, an icon of vibrant faith. In Catherine Jefford Shorey's book, The Heartbeat of God, which is, by the way, our parish-wide book read this fall, the former presiding bishop of our Episcopal Church says, peace isn't about total relaxation. It's about giving up fear and doing the hard work of confronting evil. Rahab is an icon of that kind of peacework. Peacework that resists close clinging sin and find its perfection in the trust that surrenders again and again to the Savior who comes to seek and save us all. Whenever we choose to see even our enemies through the eyes of love, whenever we celebrate God's promise to redeem and restore, whenever we risk creative participation in God's 
purposes, we become lively icons of this trust that transforms the world. For God's limitless love always expands to include not only the classic communion of saints in heaven and on earth, but indeed anyone and everyone willing to welcome the good news of salvation. So the next time we look down and see that little bag tag that we've been given for our backpacks this year, reminding us that we are blessed to be a blessing, every time these heroes of our Christian faith captivate us through their stunning stained-glass stories, whenever we fall silent in this space, overtaken by that holy hush at the intersection of the temporal and transcendent, may we discover ourselves safe and secure once again, claimed as precious, beloved, and bright with possibility by the tender gaze of the one who is our refuge and the cause for our rejoicing, Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Amen.